me pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we're in a series called Third and Long. And it's like overcoming setbacks. And when you fall, get back up. To be honest, I don't know what third and long means. I don't know anything about football. I'm sorry. But I do have a football story that I'll share with you. Um, Several years ago, Kayla and some other people, I will just not name names because I'll forget some. and, And they're all just really big key players in the whole thing. But Kayla definitely were like, Dawn, we're going to play football. It's going to be fun. We want you to come. And I was like, I don't know how to play football. I don't want to go. You know, and they're like, oh, it's, it'll be fun. Just come on. You know, you can run so you can do that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I go out there, you know, after Thanksgiving, you know, I got all fixed up to go to Thanksgiving. And then, like, we go play football. And we get out there, and they were like, all you have to do is just run when we tell you to run. Because I was like, I don't even know which way to go. I had no idea what to do. I was thinking I was just going to run. That's it. No. I I, I didn't even think about the person trying to knock me down to make me stop. So I'm like running and then all of a sudden like just somebody just like tackles me and like I think I have a concussion and then you get up, you break and it's time to do it again. I'm like, whoa, I don't want to play this anymore. So like the next day at church, I was like walking in like this. I mean, like, I could not hardly move. I do not know how people do that. That's crazy. That's, that's story number one. That's my football, only thing I know about football. Okay. Second thing is a time that I was, you know, we were on vacation, and I've, I've shared this before. We were run, I was just thinking of all the times I've been knocked down and had to get back up. Okay, football was one. Another time I was running, and just bad things happened to me, okay? So I'm running on the sidewalk paved sidewalk and there's like a rise in it about the time a golf cart pulls out I trip I fall and I've picture to show y'all that if yeah okay so I busted both knees my both hands and like I could have barely walked the next few days like my kids were like does this mean we can't go to the ocean now I'm like thanks you know so okay so and then the last thing okay so adventuring on bike riding, okay? So we're riding bikes, and Joe, my husband, can do all these things, like, with barely any effort. It it never looks like he's breathing hard when we run together. It never looks like he's struggling when we're riding bikes, and so he goes off this big rock thing. You know, several people did it, okay? And I was like, well, if they can do it, I can do it, you know? And so I'm like, you know, if you hesitate, you're it's, you're going down, okay? Well, I hesitated just a little bit. I have a video to show you. <laughs> no pride, okay? Okay, so this is me coming off the rock. Joe's like, go. So I go, and I, I fail. And that was that. Okay, so, but I don't have this on video. I think Joe was afraid to video it, but I did it again the next day, and I didn't fall. Okay, but whatever. There's no proof, so y'all probably don't believe me. So, but... You know, that's like just little things that everybody goes through. You know, you're just playing, having a good time, and, you, you know, you get hurt or whatever. But then there are times in our actual lives when things hit us out of nowhere and knock us down, and it's not as easy to bounce back or to shake it off or just keep going. You know, you might get your feelings hurt at church, and you never want to go back. You never want to face those people again. You never want to have to deal with them. And sometimes it is easier just to run away and, 
you know, not deal with it. But really and truly that damages us so bad on the inside when that happens. Or, you know, something may happen that's totally your fault. You know, you may do something to ruin somebody else's life in your family. You may mess up so bad in a way that you feel like you can never go on. Things will never be right again in your life. And, you know, we all go through those kinds of things too. Or we know someone who goes through those things if we haven't personally. So everybody can relate to all these things that we're talking about. And tonight, I want to share a passage in Romans chapter 5. Now, this was our small group passage Sunday night. And when Ken and Mr. B were reading it, I was like, great, they're going to think I'm copying, but I see they're not in this room tonight. So I guess they won't think that. So anyway, um, but um, this is Paul talking about how through one man, sin entered the world, okay, through Adam. And then later, all, all of creation was born into sin, you and I, everyone before us, because of a decision that Adam and Eve made to disobey what God had instructed them not to do. And, you know, Satan twisted everything and said, you know, God didn't mean that you would die. He just don't want you to be as smart as he is, basically. But really, God told them that they would die because not only would they face a physical death, they would be spiritually dead as well. There would be a separation between what they knew with their relationship with God, that they had everything changed forever from that moment on. Their eyes were opened. They knew the difference between good and evil, and they knew immediately, instinctively, that they had sinned against God, and we do too. We can deny it and act like we don't know when we do something wrong, but we do. We do. Especially if you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, you know immediately, because when you do something against God and the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, there is a war inside of you going on, your flesh and the Holy Spirit. And so... I want to um, begin reading in verse 12 of chapter 5 in Romans. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there was not any law to break. Still everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. So Adam directly disobeyed the actual rule of the garden. Okay, so that was, he was disobedient to God. But everybody after that disobeyed too, even if they didn't disobey an actual written law because we were born into sin. We follow our flesh before we follow what God has intended for us. So that's how we're all born into sin. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. Now that doesn't mean like when Adam sinned, a bunch of people died. It means because Adam sinned, we all are separated from God without our hope. But even greater, God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. 
And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. When Adam and Eve sinned against God in the garden, God dealt with them, and he banished them from that perfect, most beautiful place that he made for them to enjoy. But the thing that he did for them was he covered their sin. He himself sacrificed an animal and made clothing for them to cover their sins. In their worst moment, God was there. He gave them an invitation. As Kenny always says, you know, he asked them where they were, even though God knew exactly where they were. Because before he ever created them, he already knew they would fail. He already knew that Christ would come. He already knew that we would be here tonight. That was the plan from the beginning, was for Jesus to be the ultimate rescue. So God covered their sin and he sent them out. But it just strikes me that he didn't have to cover their sin. He could have just told them to get out. But he did that. And he showed them that it would take a sacrifice to get to be reconciled back to God after they've messed up. That, that went on Cain and Abel. We talked about that. How Cain's sacrifice was not a blood sacrifice. And, and he was so enraged with anger, it led to the murder of his brother. He was jealous. I mean, our sin causes us to do so many things that we would not just plan on doing. It's like the little things lead to the big things, and it, it causes destruction and devastation. So we need rescuing. We can't do it on our own because if we're left on our own, we destroy ourselves. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. I want you to think about a time in your life when you knew that you were doing something wrong. Maybe you planned it. Maybe it was a, you had it planned out. I know I can look back in my life and see things so clearly in hindsight that I did that were against my parents, that led to other things that were against them even more, which led to me making wrong turns in my life that I knew, I knew they were wrong. But it seemed like such a small thing at the time. And, and once you start veering off just a little bit, it doesn't take any time to where you're so far away, you can barely even figure out which way to go. How did I get here? How did this happen to me? I, you know, I don't understand how I got wrapped up into this. You get so far away so fast when you're out of the will of God. 
And when you have to start justifying something to yourself, like it's not that big of a deal or, you know, I can do this or, you know, nobody's even going to know because it's not a big deal. I'm going to be, you know, right back tomorrow and nobody will ever know. It is a big deal. And if you're having to justify and explain it away to yourself, you already know that you're headed for trouble. Adam and Eve probably didn't think it was that big of a deal to take that fruit and take a bite, but it changed the course of the entire world. What we do matters, and it does not just affect us. Who knows what will happen even after you're gone because of decisions that you make today? Where you go to school may decide who you marry, which will decide who your children are, and who you marry will influence who you become later. And all these things will influence future generations. And if you are not seeking God on those decisions and you are not relying on Him, but you're doing everything yourself, and, and adults the same, you know, for jobs or where you live or taking matters into your own hands with your finances or your relationships or your friends at work or whatever, those things can be really, really great are really, really devastating, and it can change everything in your life in such a short time. And so since we all fall into the category of being a sinner, it's not like God's like, ugh, you sinners, you know. It's like you cannot, you cannot make it without me, so I'm going to do something to help you. And he sent Jesus as a rescue for us at some a way for us to bridge that huge gap that was that was set in motion from the time of Adam's sin it binds us back together with God through Jesus Christ through his blood sacrifice he was the ultimate sacrifice all all throughout scripture you see that you know, the sacrifices to honor God and to praise Him for deliverance and all these things. And they had to do all these different things and take all these different steps to show that they were sorry for their sins or they were, you know, repentant and they were turning from their ways to get back to Him. But when Christ came, that was the ultimate and final blood sacrifice for us. But it's not like a one and done, like, oh, I, I prayed and, and, and Jesus, you know, I asked him to come to my heart. I'm good. I can do whatever because I can just ask for forgiveness and I'm fine. It doesn't work like that. It's not like a ticket. He's not a ticket to get into heaven where you can do anything you want to do. Paul says, God forbid that you do that. It is, it is the gift of salvation. And it's nothing that we can do to earn it. It's nothing that we can do to deserve it. We are given this grace by God because of his great love for us and because he wants us to be made right with him through turning away from our sin and trusting in him. And we, you know, a lot of people are like, I can't believe, you know, if, if I had been Adam and Eve, I've heard this growing up, I would never have done that. Yes, you would. Yes, you would, because we sin every single day on things that if somebody else did it, we would judge them for it, but we do the same thing. Nobody is better than anybody else, but we all need Jesus. And I just, 
through, through like what Kayla was saying about how it's not about if, if the people up here are singing good or they mess up or they don't mess up or the lights are really cool or whoever's up here, you know, speaking or whatever, if they say something that is interesting to you or you couldn't hold your, you know, attention because it wasn't good or whatever, it's not about that. Search your heart. Search your heart and see who rules your life. Is it you? Is it Christ? If it's not, I, I beg you, I beg you not to let another day pass without asking God to show you if he is Lord of your life because we cannot make it on our own. We just can't make it on our own. And there's, there's no reason to walk around hard and bitter and, and prideful and think that, you know, you're you're not you're not going to be weak like that. I have a friend that feels like, you know, if you trust in Christ, you're just being weak. And I'm like, how can you feel that way? I just don't understand. And so I don't want your heart to get so hard that that's what you think and and Satan trick you and twist God's word to make you think that it says something that it doesn't. Because he loves you. And he wants a relationship with all of us. He doesn't just take us because we're needy and we can't make it on our own. He wants you. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. He wants us. That's why he sent Jesus to cover Adam's sin all the way through the end of time. Everybody's sin is covered through Jesus' blood. Search your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal who who rules your life? Father, thank you so much, God, for your word. Lord, thank you so much that in this short, simple passage, Lord, it, it tells everything about the gospel. From Adam to Jesus, it's about you making a way to cover our sin, Lord, with his blood, God. And I thank you for that. I thank you that anybody can understand it. It's not hard it's not complicated. You make it easy for us to understand. God, you, you show us when you're calling to us, and I pray that we won't ignore that. I pray that we will, we will be attentive to the Holy Spirit and listen to him and know if he is showing us that we don't have a relationship with you, God. And if, if there's somebody that doesn't, Lord, I just pray, God, that they'll recognize that and they'll God, they'll just cry out to you tonight, Lord, and not put it off. I thank you, Lord, that when we mess up, we're covered by Jesus' blood. I thank you that we don't have to go through everything that the people in the Old Testament had to go through, Lord, that you gave that one final ultimate sacrifice in your son, Lord, and that's enough. That's enough for all of us, Lord, for all time. I thank you so much for your love, and I thank you so much, God, for sending Jesus, Lord, to be our rescue, Lord. In your holy name I pray, amen.